Good day, everyone. This is Matt with A Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in it. I've got my cup of coffee, my Dunkin' Hazelnut coffee this morning, and I hope you're enjoying a cup wherever you are listening from. This is a podcast where we celebrate all things freedom in Christ. The Son has set us free. We celebrate that. We shout that from the rooftops, and we talk about how we can live from the freedom that Christ has provided in every area of our lives. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless you wherever you're listening from. We've been talking about the new heart, the fact that something at salvation happened to us at the spiritual core of our being, the old heart, the old self, the power of sin, all of that was crucified with Jesus supernaturally, and we've been given the new heart a new spirit, new human spirit, and his spirit living in us. And we are now the new self. And so today I want to talk about, because there's so many misconceptions about that, there's so many lies that the enemy has told us that I, you know, there's been some some bad teaching on this, I would say, too. Uh, and I believed this myself for many years, that I was still essentially uh, a sinner, and I still essentially wanted to sin. And so today, I've titled this, The New Heart Doesn't Want to Sin. You, Christian, you, believer, don't want to sin. Now, I know what you've been told. Just like we've been told about, we've had two natures, and we have the old and the new. And the new. We're having this civil war against it. We really, we're really uh, just a sinner, but then don't sin. We're really just um, you know, wicked and deceitful, but yet don't act in those ways. And so we're going to talk through this because this is so important. It can set us free in so many ways, not only to know that we have the new heart, there's something unbelievable that's happened to us at salvation, that we've been made brand new. And now because of that, that is now going to be our motivation to actually live in a new way, not that we're essentially still dirty and rotten and wicked and a sinner, but then try to act good. It's kind of the fake it until you make it mentality. Well, I'm not really essentially good, but I need to act good. I'm essentially bad, but I need to try to not act bad. Uh, though that just it confuses people, and many Christians live in this. And so I want us to know one, one, the thing that one of the biggest things that Christ has set me free in the renewing of my mind is that number one, I have the new heart. I am the new self. I am the new creation. I am in union with Christ. And now that's my motivation from his source in me, his life in me, to then say no to sin. But here's the other truth of that. I really don't want to sin. The new heart doesn't want to sin. The new self doesn't want to sin. We think we do. We've been told that we want to sin. The believer has been lied to. You don't want to sin. You don't want to. Uh, and we're going to get this from, and we're gonna, I'm going to read Galatians 5, 16 and 17, and then we're going to kind of unpack this a little bit more, okay? So Galatians 5, 16 and 17, and again, as I've always said to you on this podcast, please go to these scripture references. Don't take my word for it. Go to the Word of God. Engage the Spirit of God in you, because essentially the Spirit of God in you is never going to lead you to go against your own desires, the Spirit of God in you is actually going to reveal to you what you really want and who you really are and that you don't want to sin. So here it is, Galatians 5, 16, and 17. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. 
For these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. Okay, notice notice a key thing there. First of all, okay, there's two ways to walk. And I've talked about this on many other podcasts, but if you're new to this, a Christian is in the Spirit. You're in. Okay, you're always in Christ. You're always in. Okay, you may not always be acting, okay, but your spiritual new birth, you have the new heart. You're not getting the heart cleaner. You're not getting the heart more pure. You're not becoming a new creation. You're the new creation. You're in the Spirit. But there's still two ways to walk. You can walk by the Spirit, as Paul says here, or and, you, and if you do that, you won't carry out the desire of the flesh. Or you can also walk by the flesh, which other scriptures will say. But for the flesh, okay, so what, what is the flesh? Let's just quickly say what the flesh is, okay? The flesh is worldly ways, strategies, coping mechanisms, ways of getting our needs met from the world, okay? This was definitely before salvation uh, that we had these coping mechanisms, but we still have some of these attitudes and mindsets and actions that still, uh, that still come at us that we are trying to get our needs met, our life met from something else apart from Christ. So the flesh is all of that. It's a way to set the mind. It's a way to walk. It's getting our needs met apart from Christ. Uh, it's a worldly way of coping, simple definition, a worldly way of coping and getting our needs met apart from Christ. Needs for what? Needs for our identity, needs for life, needs for fulfillment, needs for significance, needs for security, whatever that may be. We all have coping still strategies and mechanisms that we go to from time to time, okay, that are getting our needs met apart from Christ. That is the flesh, okay? It's not our skin. It's not the skin on our bones. That's not the flesh. No, the flesh translated in the Hebrew is sarks, and so that's coming at us. But notice what it says there. It's in opposition, the Spirit of God which lives in us, is in what? Is in opposition to the flesh. They're in opposition to one another. You're not fighting the flesh. In fact, the more we we're that's what we're told to do in Christianity is that we essentially number one we're we're a sinner, but then we've got to fight against all these temptations that come our way. But actually, as you realize, and there's other parts of Scripture that talk about the more you fight against the flesh, you yourself, the stronger it gets because the flesh reveals our need for Christ, which is in us. Okay, so they're in opposition to one another. So then you may not do the things that you please. So guess what you please? You want to do the things that please the Spirit of God in you. But guess what? The Spirit of God is in opposition to the flesh. So guess what is your opponent? Notice the, the, the opponent language there. The Holy Spirit's not keeping us from doing the things that we really want to do. The Holy Spirit is revealing to us who we really are and what we really want. A lot of it take you know take away the perspective that we need to then ask the Spirit to keep us away from the things that we really want to do. Actually, we need to ask the Spirit to reveal who we really are and the fact that we really don't want to go to those things. So we, we kind of end up seeing the Spirit of God in some ways as um, who's trying to overpower us. We, we want to do this thing over here, which is sin, the Spirit of God in us. Really, uh, okay, and then so there, the Spirit has to overpower us so that we do what, please, no, it's actually we sit back and rest in what Christ has already done, and we say, go Spirit. Spirit's the only one that can defeat the flesh anyway, and it puts us on a different team than God. It's like, it's like we're separated from the Spirit. We really want to sin and do the bad stuff and the evil, and the Spirit's trying to overpower us when actually we're on the same team. 
The spirit and our spirit is in union, as we learned about last time on the podcast. Our spirits are in union. We're not God. We're not the spirit. He's the spirit, but our spirit, which we've been given a new heart and a new spirit, Ezekiel said that, we're on the same team. We're not on different teams. God's not trying to override our desires and get us. No, we actually, he's trying to reveal to us that our desires are now the same as him. We're not an obstacle to God. We're actually his instrument. We're, we, we can now express his life in us. And that also includes we're not fighting against the flesh. And we don't really want to sin. Now, I'm going to get on, I'm going to get on into this in a little bit. So, so okay, Paul's saying the opposite here in Galatians 5. Paul's saying that it's the flesh, okay, not the spirit, that's trying to keep us from doing what we please. That's one of our opponents. Okay, there's many other opponents. The world, okay, the flesh, which is those old coping mechanisms, which we just talked about, the lies of the enemy, okay? Those are the three main uh, opponents that we have. They're not us. We're not in the flesh. We're in the spirit. We're not when we sin, we don't jump back in the flesh. We're still in the spirit. So, so Paul's saying here, it's the flesh that's trying to keep you from doing what you please, not the Spirit. God's Spirit is in us, joined to our Spirit, working in us to go against the flesh so that we can actually do what we please. I really encourage you to read those two verses in Galatians. We want what God wants. We've talked about this in Romans 6, 17. We become obedient from the heart. He took out the old heart of stone. We've got a new heart. Now God's Spirit and us, we share we do share a mutual enemy, and what is that mutual enemy? It's the flesh. Okay, again, the flesh, old worldly ways of thinking and acting. We relied upon this before salvation, and guess what? Sometimes we still go to it after salvation. It's worldly approaches to making life work, and now we have to realize that we have His life in us, and He is our life. So now what's God doing? He's renewing our mind to these things. He's renewing our mind to the fact that we're always in Christ. We really don't want to sin. I thought I wanted to go, I thought I wanted to look at pornography for 20 years. I just I just gave into it so many times. I thought that's really what I want. And I'm never going to um but but here's the thing. There was always this internal conflict after I went to it because it was like I didn't there was something going on there that was like, no, this is not what I want. I was frustrated. I was like, no, this, it wasn't fulfilling. Why did I go to the thing that I say I don't want to go to? It's because there was, it was signaling to me, it's not, it's not really what I want. But it was going to the flesh. It was getting my needs met in whatever way that was for, for worthiness, for acceptance, uh, through this false um, sense of those things, through pornography, that that's what I really want. I was lied to, and I bought into it, and I accepted it. But God began to renew my minds. So the flesh is a common enemy that all of us as believers uh, share. And for each of us, those fleshly uh, behaviors and attitudes come in different flavors. For some of us, it may be lust and pornography. For some of us, it may be anger and bitterness or uh, or gossip or uh, insecurity or whatever those things are, or it may be just, you get, we can see more of the, the fleshly, uh, negative, which I would say would be more, you know, uh, sex, drugs, alcohol, food, all those addictive type things. But we can also, there's also the religious flesh. 
which is trying to get my needs met by doing a bunch of religious activities so God will be more pleased with me. I'm not going to get into that today, but that's that's the flesh. That's what's coming at us. But the flesh is not who we are. And so what do we really want? (laughs) We really want what God wants. We don't want to sin. We've been given that new heart, and it is 100% in alignment with God and what God desires for us and what our true, our true desires, when we really get to the core of who we are, are never going to lead us away from what the Spirit wants. The Spirit of God in union with ours is always going to be reminding us and interceding for us and saying, Matt, you're free. You don't really want that. Yes, I know sometimes the struggle gets heavy, and we're going to talk about that here in just a minute. But, but many believers actually fear what they want because they've been told what they really want to do is sin. It's a lie. It's a deception. The enemy has done a good job, too, of telling us that, that we're no more than just sinners and that that's what we really want to do. We don't understand the radical heart surgery that's happened to us at salvation, that we want what God wants. We don't have to fake it. We don't have to essentially believe that I'm just a sinner and I got to try to not sin the rest of my life, that I'm unholy and I got to try to act holy the rest of my life. There's a new way we are invited to live. But if you still believe that you're still dirty, rotten, and sinful at the core, but you need to act righteous the rest of your life, how confusing is that? If, if you're being told and you believe that your heart's desires are actually wicked and you want to sin, but you need to act holy and not sin for the rest of your life, how confusing is that? If you've been told that you actually don't want to live the way God wants you to, so you need to actually go against yourself this whole time, you've been lied to because you're the new self. The old self was crucified with Jesus, Galatians 2.20. Even in Romans 6, the old self was crucified with Jesus. There, there can be this new way that we see this in Christ that we now, uh, God can renew us or renew our minds to this. That we, The reality is that we have the new identity, the new heart, a new set of wants at the core of who we are. It's essential to know that His Spirit joined with our spirit has, been, has given us new once and here's and now so why do we want to sin or why do we think we want to sin we first of all it's a lie we don't want to sin but why do we do it essentially it's because we've still believe, we're still believing the lie why do holy people act unholy right it's because we're and, and why do we try to constantly overcome these things essentially the simple answer is is because we've believed a lie we believe this deception that number 1 we're essentially sinners by nature still we're still the old self uh, there's two of us. Maybe there's part of us that's good or part of us that's that's bad. But essentially, we're still... And, and, the, and the second lie is that we actually want to sin. We actually want to do these things. And it's just not, not true. I think that describes what most Christians would say, though. Okay? Now, when we act against who we really are, which we all do. I'm not saying Christians don't sin. No, we still sin. Absolutely, we do. We're sinning just fine. And most of the time, it's because we don't know who we really are and what our, what our new heart looks like. And that's the invitation from God is, here's, what's, here's what I've done to you at the core of your being. Now you can live from this. And yes, from time to time, we are going to go back into these old fleshly patterns. But that doesn't mean that we're in the flesh. And that doesn't mean that we what we really want. Because actually, the more we recognize the fact that when we go to that, we're like, oh, man, why did I go back to that? Why did I do that? 
Why did I go to the very thing? Because it's going against our character. It's going against who we really are. That's why we're frustrated. We've been made free and we're going against our freedom. It's important for us to see what God has done to us. And we can ask God to now remind us of all the what we have in Jesus. And so why do we why do we sometimes act like that? Why don't or why don't we act like we who we truly are? It's because in some ways we still are believing the lie or we forget and in that moment we think that's what we still really need or want. And so we go to it. The, the motivation for you to say no toward that, you can have a completely different attitude towards sin when you know that Christ is in you. He's in union with you. He has made you radically new at the core. That you have been set free. You are new in Jesus. That is a totally different attitude toward sin. As it comes to you now, as an opposition, as an opponent, you can say, I don't need that. I don't want that because that's not really what I truly want. What I really want is what God desires in me. And he wants so much more for me, not anything from me. But he has made me brand new and given me a new heart. And I don't have to see sin the same way because I've been set free from it. And I no longer have to choose it because I've been made brand new. So we see the behavior then as foolishness because it's like, we're not fools, but we see that behavior that way because like that's not giving me anything. It's not meeting my needs. It is the old worldly way of coping and strategizing to get my needs met apart from Christ. What if that next time that sinful thought, that temptation, that lustful thing comes at you as an opponent? And you do have a choice still. We still have a choice to walk by the, what does it say? Walk by the Spirit. Does it say fight the flesh? Does it say to, to divert the eyes? Does it say to have an app on your phone? No, it says walk by the Spirit. The Spirit, He's in opposition to the flesh. He's the only one that can defeat the flesh. We sit back and we choose. We do have to make a choice. And we say, go, Spirit. And we rest and relax in what Christ has already accomplished. And we say, because the Spirit's going to defeat the flesh. But if we try to get up, okay, well, because here's the thing. We've been told, you need to fight the flesh in some way. We need to, but whose job is it really to fight the flesh? It's the Spirit's job. He's the only one that has the power to overcome the flesh. Our job is to what? Our role, if you say, is to trust Christ, is to walk by the Spirit, as Galatians says. We choose this. To say, go spirit. And what, what I mean by walking by the spirit ultimately is an, an, an awareness, a spiritual awareness at the core of who we are in our soul that says the ever-present God and spirit is in us and with us and we are brand new and we don't really want to sin. That's walking by the spirit. We choose that. And then what does the scripture say? We will not fulfill the desires of the flesh because the desires of the flesh are not our desires. We have to know that. We have God's desires now. We have no, here's, here's, a, here's a, an important truth that so much I think of recovery ministry needs to know because I, I just think it's, it's the message we still get out there that still is, is out there that we need to be set free from, I think. Uh, we have no power over sin apart from the Spirit of God in us. We don't. We still think we do. We still think we can do it. He is, but we can't. He is the source of the victory, of the freedom. We are designed to be spirit-dependent 
and we adopt this attitude, you know, Lord Jesus, I have tried to go against this fleshly attitude and behavior of pornography or lust for my whole life, for 20 years. And Lord, I simply, I can't do it. We come to the end of that self-sufficiency or thinking that we can. I've tried to be strong. I've tried to overcome. I've tried to do what everybody else has told me to do. But instead, Lord, I, I, need, I need to be dependent. I need to trust you. I give this to you, Lord. I submit this to you. I say, go spirit, because I am tired of fighting the flesh. I'm tired of actually believing that I really truly want this when I know I don't. I give my struggle to you, Lord, and I look to you completely as my power over this. We depend on his spirit in us. And what else can we do? If we want to get a do here, get to know our new heart. Get to know that you're brand new, that at the core of who you are is you're not a sinner and you don't want to sin. Get to know what happened to you at salvation. Ask the Lord to reveal these things, to renew your mind that with your new heart and you, these brand new set of desires, they go together. They're not against each other. The Spirit's not trying to overpower you to get you on His side. He's already on your side and you're on His. The word, God's Spirit in you will continue to intercede and reveal this. We used to be slaves of sin and think of new ways to sin all the time because that's who we were before Jesus, but we're not that any longer. We have now become obedient from the heart and scripture says in Romans that we are now slaves of righteousness. Did you hear that? You're slaves of righteousness. Romans 6, 17 and 18. No matter how you might feel, I'm going to end with this, no matter how you might feel, no matter what you've been told, no matter what those lying beliefs are still there, it, or, or what, even what you've chosen or your past track record, our heart's desire is in Christ, and that never changes. If we choose to go after and walk after the flesh and we choose to sin, we're still slaves of righteousness. We're still dead to sin. We're still in Christ. We still have the new heart. This is why that choosing that fleshly behavior will never satisfy us. And here's a really great verse that tells us why. 1 Peter 2.11 Beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers to abstain from fleshly lust, which wage war against the soul. Look at that fleshly lust. That's not you. You're not the fleshly lust, but it's waging war. You want to know what the war is? It's that. It's the lying belief. It's the fleshly lust that's waging war against what? Against your soul, not your spirit. The spirit's sealed in you, but the soul is your mind. It's your emotions and it's your will. It's your choices. The fleshly lust are warring against us. Not We're not at war against ourselves. So many of us have been told. I'm going to go into this on the next time. So many of us have been told we're at war with ourselves. We've got to beat down the old bad nature and elevate the new nature. No, it's the fleshly lust that's at war against the soul. The spirit of God does not keep us and overpower us from committing the sins that we want to commit. That is a lie. The truth is actually the Spirit works in us and through us and with us to inspire us to walk according to His Spirit, which is in us, to our true desires, which our true desires are what God wants. So we can choose that. 
God's spirit is always testifying to your spirit of who we are and what you really want. Romans 8.16. I would encourage you to read these verses. Romans 8.16, 1 Peter 2.11, uh, Romans 6.17 and 18, Galatians 5.16 and 17, all of these. And as you, as you get to know who you are in Jesus, get to know this new heart, celebrate your freedom in Christ because this is the truth of the gospel. You really don't want to sin. And I know it's been a struggle. And actually, the fact that you struggle is even more of a sign that you belong to Jesus. If you didn't really struggle with it and you didn't really, oh, well, man, that was so great. I can't wait to do that to do that again. You're not in Christ. In Christ, you're like, oh, man, why did I do it? Why I'm frustrated. I don't want that. You, right? For the believer... The freedom comes when they recognize that with that behavior that's inconsistent with who they are, they see it as foolishness, and it's like, why did I go back to that? I have been set free. It's so important to see what God has done to us at the core of who we are, to not only see ourselves as God sees us, but to know what God has done to us. That's important. There's been a metamorphosis that's happened. I've used this example before, but it's the caterpillar transforming to the butterfly. Christian, you are the butterfly. You've been changed. You've been set free. You've been made new. The butterfly doesn't say, I want to go back and be the caterpillar. He says, no, I've been made brand new. And guess what? I've been made to fly. Christian, you've been made to fly. You've been made to walk free. You've been made to resist those fleshly lusts because, because that's not who you are anymore. That's not who you are anymore. The Spirit of God in you is testifying to your spirit that you are a butterfly in Jesus. Now, beloved, fly. Fly, because that's who you are. That is who you are. Well, I hope that encourages you today. Please reach out to us. We'd love to hear any feedback that you have. We also do offer one-on-one coaching. Uh, that's something that we offer on a, on a weekly basis. If you'd like to pursue that, we can do that completely online. Uh, please reach out to us if you'd like to pursue your own freedom journey and talk to us about anything that you struggle with as well. So as we say here on this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.